0: One of my favorite parts of being a part of a small group over the last whole lot of years is a part that we call God sightings. Every time that we would get together, we would have a few moments when we would talk about where we saw God at work this week. God sightings. Did you have any God sightings this week? Did you see God at work in your life? in the life of your friends, in the life of your family, in the life of a circumstance or maybe in the life of the church, did you see God at work? Let me let me tell you about a God sighting. Pastor Linda Francis from New Orleans Restoring Hope Church was scheduled for is scheduled was scheduled. Let me put it that way. Was scheduled for lung surgery this coming Wednesday. She went in this past week for the final test to do uh, the review and to get her ready. She had had nodules develop in her lungs. They weren't sure if it was from an infection that was just taking hold or if it were, were from uh, other issues or even possibly cancer. And they had even started some pre-cancer treatment for her. On the night before her test, she cried out to God and said, "God, please, I want to I want to have lungs that are healed, not just saved." She she said they had been talking about maintaining her lung function at it, at its present point, not in getting better, maintaining And they were facing surgery. She was facing surgery this week. She went in for her test, and they did the test. And the doctor came back in and said, The nodules are gone. There is nothing there. We have to cancel the surgery. Because there's nothing to treat. That's a God-siding, folks. That's a God-siding. And we celebrate that. I I want to take you to the Scripture and let you see with me a God-siding. It's found in the fifth chapter of the book of John. John's Gospel. The fifth chapter. And it is verses 1 through 15. But I'm going to... Kind of walk you through the first part of it, and then we'll jump in uh, down around verse five. Now Jesus was coming into Jerusalem, and there was a pool called Bethesda, or Bethesda, as some would pronounce it, that was surrounded by five beautiful colonnades, and at specific times not at scheduled times but at specific times the waters in the pool were troubled now we we don't know exactly what that means except for the fact that it was obvious to the people around that the waters had been troubled it could have been a stirring it could have been a whirlpool it could have been bubbles we could have been we don't know exactly what it was but the waters were troubled from time to time now, it would have been wonderful if it been on a schedule. Have you ever tried to put God on a schedule? God, I need this, and oh, by the way, I need it by 9 o'clock in the morning. Uh, the problem is, it doesn't work. God doesn't work on our schedule. He works on his schedule. And what he wants is to get us on his schedule, not get him on ours. And the waters were troubled, and Around this pool were gathered numerous people. And if you look at uh, verse 3, it says a great number of disabled people used to lie there. The blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who had been an invalid for 38 years. That's a long time, folks. Particularly in a society that disregarded the invalid. 38 years. Now, we don't know a lot of the background of the story. We don't know how this person got to the pool. And we learn later that he had difficulty getting into the water when the waters were troubled, so he was obviously not able to get around really, really well. Perhaps he moved very, very slowly. Or perhaps he needed help. Maybe there were some folks who came by every morning and picked him up and said, we're taking you to the pool. Maybe today's the day. And oh, by the way, we'll be back by on our way home from work, and we'll pick you up and bring you back home, and we'll repeat this every day. Maybe someday you'll get help. Bringing people to the place where they can get help is important. Hear me? Hear me? Bringing people to a place where they can get help is important. Being willing to be brought to the place where you can get help is important. Most of us know someone who needs help but will not admit it, right? We know someone who you know, your friends know, everyone else knows. They are in desperate situation, but they just can't see it. Being willing to be helped or to get to the place of help is important. Being willing to help someone get to the place of help is important. This man had been brought to the, to the pool for some time. We don't know if all 38 years or exactly how long it was, but it was for an extensive period of time. And there were others around, blind, lame, paralyzed, invalids, All waiting for the stirring of the waters, all waiting for the help to come, all waiting to be the first one in line so that they could be healed. This man, however, could never make the move to be first in line. In fact, look at what it says when Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time. A long time. Jesus asked him, do you want to get well? And the invalid replied, "I, I have no one to help me. That gives us the indication that he probably had someone to help get him there. But Getting to the place of help and getting help, there was a gap. The waters were stirred or troubled from time to time. And according to Scripture and according to the history of the Jewish people, the first one in the water was healed. It was a physical healing. It was a... It was a healing that caused the blind to be able to see and the invalid to be able to walk and those who were paralyzed to be freed up from the paralyzation and to be new. Healing. Now that's something to celebrate, isn't it? If you've been around someone who has been devastated and paralyzed, and invalid for any period of time, if you could see healing come about, you would celebrate with them, and they would celebrate. He'd been there for a long time. And Jesus walked up. Now, what the people around the pool didn't realize is that the stirring of the water was done by God, or according to tradition, an angel would come and stir the waters. The stirring of the water was was done by God. And on this day, God didn't just stir the water. He showed up. Can you imagine what would have happened if all of them realized who Jesus was? We know that at least at one point, there was a woman healed by just simply touching the garment. Touching the hem of his garment. But Jesus showed up that day. Isn't it amazing when God shows up? It's wonderful when we see God's presence at work. So let's put ourselves in the story for just a moment. Maybe you're here this morning because you, with all of your effort, got here. Or maybe you're here this morning because someone... Assisted you in getting here. And you are praying that God would just stir the waters. And that in the stirring of the waters, you might be at a place where you could get help. And you're there. And Jesus comes along. And for a moment, I'd like for you to imagine Jesus just walking up and standing beside you for just a moment. Hear the question Jesus asked. Did he ask, what's wrong with you? No. Did he say, what has taken you so long? No. No. Did he assign any blame and say, if only you had just kept your mouth shut 50 years ago, you wouldn't be in this condition? No. Jesus walked up and here is his question. Do you want to get well? Suppose Jesus is standing beside you and he is. This morning And he's saying to you, do "You want to get well?" What is your response? "Lord, I really do, but not, not right now." Uh, Lord, I really do, but I need to get some things worked out in my life first. Lord, I really do, but notice the response of the man was almost that same thing. Jesus said, do you want to get well? Now, what is the answer to that question? Yes or no, right? It's not a dissertation question. It's a yes or no. Do you want to get well? But look at what he says. Sir, I have no one to help me. I have no one to help me get in the pool when the water is stirred. And when I'm trying to get in, someone else goes ahead of me. You hear what he's saying? The question is asked, do you? He begins to make excuses. I can't do it alone. I have no one to assist me. All of us have been there, folks. Because there is nothing we can do to find the healing that we need. The spiritual healing that we need. The emotional healing that we need. The physical healing that we need. There is nothing we can do to bring about that healing. And being at church is a wonderful Beginning. But it is not finding the answer. I I don't have anyone to help me. And when the water stirred, people beat me there and I just,
1: I can't.
0: Jesus said, do you want to be healed? The man avoided his response by deflecting the question and trying to Assign blame to someone else. Well, it's the fact I don't have anybody to help me. If I only had somebody to help me, I'd be healed. If I only had this, or if I only had that, if I only had enough money to pay for the insurance, if I only had enough to go to the doctor, if I only did this, or Jesus said, do you really, do you want to be healed? So Jesus Took a different tact. Okay, I've heard your excuses. In fact, that nobody's here to help you. And somebody always beat you there. And if only you had somebody to help. I've heard that. So Jesus says what? Verse, Verse 8. Get up. Pick up your mat. And walk. I didn't ask you if you had anybody to help you. I didn't ask if someone was rushing ahead of you. Jesus said, Hear me. I'm saying to you, get up, pick up your mat, and walk. Was he healed at that moment, or was he healed in his response? At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. You can say that he would have perhaps never known he had received healing if he hadn't gotten up. Well, something happened. I felt like it was good, but I'm just going to lay here and wait on my friends to come and take me back home. I'm just going to wallow in my pity and in my dejected state and... Hope that something happened. Jesus said, get up, take up your mat, walk. So he did. Now look at what happens immediately when he he responded. Now you realize that it took place on the Sabbath. And so the Jews, who are the People standing around watching. Instead of saying, wow, did you see that? That man has been here 38 years. He's never been able to move on his own. He just got up and picked up his mat and walked off. Can you believe it? And the water wasn't stirred. But no, they said, it's the Sabbath and the law forbids you from carrying that mat. You hear what he's saying? It's the Sabbath. And we forbid you from obeying Jesus. If Jesus says, get up, roll up your mat, put it on your shoulder and start walking. We should obey. In spite of what others are saying. But he replied well, the man who made me well again said to me, pick up the mat and walk. And so they ask, who is this fellow who told you? The man who was healed had no idea who it was for Jesus slipped away from into the crowd that was there. He didn't ask who he was. He didn't ask What are your credentials for healing me? What right do you have to say to me, get up? Are are you even a son of Abraham? Aren't you supposed to do it this way? Don't you go down there and stir the waters and then drop me in? And Aren't we supposed to do it that way? But he allowed Jesus' words to. Be enough. If you don't hear anything else I say all morning, hear this. Today, let the words of Jesus be enough. Listen for what he's saying to you. Later, Jesus found him. Verse 14. Uh, guess where he found him? Why would this? paralyzed man who had just been healed go to the temple? Where would you go if you had gotten victory and healing? Wouldn't you find a place where God was and say, I want to say thank you, Lord? But it was also the Sabbath, so it was a time of gathering. And it was also required that a a person who had been healed... That it be confirmed by the priest. And so he was saying. I want everybody to know this. I'm going to go get it confirmed. I'm going to go give my thanks to God. I'm going to go gather in the temple on the Sabbath. For the first time in 38 years. And I'm going to say thank you Jesus. We gathered this morning to say thank you Jesus. For the healing of touch. For the ability to hear his voice, for the ability to respond to his voice. There's one more thing that I want you to see. Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, I see you're well again. I'll bet the smile couldn't have been wiped off that man's face in a year. I see you're well again. Yes. And it's because I listened to you. Because I responded to your words. It's because God worked through you. See you're well again. Then he says to him what? Stop sinning. You see, Jesus never provides deliverance for you to go back to your old way of life. Did you, did you hear me? God never brings deliverance for you to go back to the old way of life. He brings deliverance and says, okay, new life, new start. Stop the old way. Began the new. Respond. And the man went away and told the Jews, Hey, I found out who it was. I found out who it's, who said, get up. It was Jesus. I want to give credit to the one who delivered me. Do you want to give credit to the one who delivered you? Then you overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony. I want you to know about Jesus. I want you to know it was Jesus who spoke life into me. It was Jesus who said, get up. It was Jesus who said, roll up the mat. It was Jesus who said, walk away. It was Jesus whom I responded to and who has given me a new start. Maybe you're here this morning and you're hoping the waters will be troubled so that you can get in. I've got good news for you. You don't have to wait for the waters to be troubled. Jesus himself has come alongside you. And he is asking you the same question he asked this man. Do you want to be well? Bow with me for just a moment. What is he speaking to you about this morning? What is it that he's asking you about this morning? Maybe it's something in your heart. Maybe it's something in your life. Maybe it's something in your circumstances. Maybe it's something in your responses. Do you want to be made well? Then get up. Roll up the mat let's walk Lord Jesus we ask that you would hear our prayer this morning maybe we're here this morning because we struggled to get in and we've used up all of our effort to get in the door or maybe we're here because of someone who assisted us in the process but we need to hear from you this morning we thank you for your word we thank you for reminding us that all healing, all deliverance, all freedom, all forgiveness comes from you. And We ask, Heavenly Father, that you'd give us the ability to respond to you this morning. And that as we respond, we will go with thanksgiving and praise and with a testimony on our lips. Jesus made The difference. For this we thank you and we praise you. In your name. Amen. The Lord Himself ordained this holy sacrament. He commanded His disciples to partake of the bread and of the cup, emblems of His broken body and of His shed blood. This is His table. This feast is for His disciples. All who have with genuine repentance found forgiveness of their sins are free to come and partake of these emblems to their souls' comfort and joy. It's a time of saying, thank you, Lord. It's a time of saying, it was Jesus who bought my freedom. It was Jesus that gave me grace. I'm going to ask those who are going to assist me in serving this to come forward. And I'd like for you to bow with me. And let's commit this time to the Lord as we come into his presence. Heavenly Father, we anoint and sanctify this time and ask that you would hear us as we gather around your table. As we take the bread and the cup. We ask, Heavenly Father, that you would hear our thanksgiving and hear our praise. Thank you. For the healing that has come. Thank you for the grace that you have provided. Thank you for the mercy that is ours. It was on the night of his betrayal. When Jesus took the bread and the cup. Emblem of his broken body and of his shed blood. And on that night. He asked his disciples to. Take and eat and take and drink as a reminder of his death and his passion, as a reminder of his coming again. So we not only remember that Jesus died for us, we remember that he is coming for us and that he's going to receive us to himself. On behalf of Jesus himself, I want to invite you to his table. I'd like for you to come by way of this center aisle and receive the bread and the cup Then I'd like for you to go back to your seats and together we will receive it in just a moment. As we, in thanksgiving, give praise to our Heavenly Father. I invite you to come.
1: He became sin, who knew no sin, that we might become His righteousness. He humbled himself and carried the cross. Love so amazing, love so amazing, yeah, Jesus Messiah. Name above all names. Blessed Redeemer. Emmanuel. The rescue for sinners. The ransom from hell. Messiah Lord of all His body the bread His blood the wine Broken and poured out All for love The whole earth trembled And the veil was torn Love so amazing Love so amazing Jesus Messiah Name above all names Blessed Redeemer Emmanuel You are The rescue for sinners The ransom from heaven Jesus Messiah
0: body of Christ, which was broken for you, preserve you blameless unto everlasting life. Eat this in remembrance that Christ's body was broken for you, and be thankful. The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, which was shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins, Drink this in remembrance that Christ's blood was shed for you. And you have been forgiven. And be thankful. Accept our thanks and praise, Heavenly Father, for the incredible gift of your love. For the opportunity of responding to your call. For the opportunity of following you and for the opportunity of sharing with others the good news that Jesus Christ makes a difference and will always make a difference. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than you can ask or imagine, to him who is at work in you through Christ Jesus our Lord, May His grace, mercy, and love surround you in all that you do as you live in obedience to Him this week.
1: God bless you. All I hope is in you. All I hope is in you, God. All the glory to you. You're the light of the world, Jesus, Messiah. Name above all names, you are the rescue for sin.